to Night at the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 202, The War Games, episode 7 through 10. We're going to close out the second Doctor here. My name is John, and joining me every time we figure out the accumulation of the evidence is overwhelming is my good friend Taylor. Taylor. Hello. It's a lot of evidence. That is a whole lot of evidence. <laughs> I, I, um, I, don't, I don't know these people. I had no part in this. Love. That was like, what an epic. We'll get, we'll get to it. What an epic line. Oh, we will. We will. Yeah. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm, um, I'm here. It's, uh, it's been a week. 2020. A freak out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Had a bit of a freak out at the end of last week with everything going on with the the uh, postal service. Yes. Um, needless to say, I took some action. I took ten minutes. I literally emailed every member of the USPS board of directors. There you go. Voicing my concerns politely but directly, not just about the election, but about just just everyday things that we need via yeah. the mail service and how important that is. Absolutely. Um, and it's still something I feel very strongly about. And I'm trying to just kind of, for my own sanity, keep things at a slightly bent arm's length right now. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I'm good. Amber's through her first week of school. Perrin had his first day. Echo's first day is next week. We are, we are back in the groove. We had a third grader and a fourth grader, a wife teaching first graders. Man, oh man. Um, it all while we have some crazy weather going on. Yeah. Um, and we've had some brush fires sparked by that. And we've had temperatures at times creeping between 105 and 110. Mm-hmm. So we're really indoors. And yeah, things things are just a little bonkers right now. But like you said... It's 2020. 2020, indeed. Uh, excessive heat warnings throughout California. Yep. yep. It's about the same down here. Um, you know, it's it's 8 o'clock and it's 85 degrees outside with 50% yeah. humidity. Oh, my God. That might as well be Florida right now. Good Absolutely. Lord. Yeah, we're, we're... That is crazy. We're inching over 100 or close to it every day um, mm-hmm. on... And funny enough, the day before, well, the day before it got really bad, um, our new landlord said that uh, we needed some work done on, because our, our air conditioning unit was leaking through the fake tile. Oh, dear. It wasn't bad. It was still okay. working. And they came in and our land, <laughs> he said it'll be 30 minutes of work tops. Oh, no. They pulled out a giant hose and then said, we'll be back in three hours. Wow. And then they said, we'll be back in the morning. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So we That's had a um, a night without air conditioning coming to a theater yeah. near you, rated yeah, R. Right. Um, right. It wasn't great, um, but they came the next morning. They fixed it. And, yeah, it's been absolutely brutal down here. Poor little Henson. We take, oh, him, okay. out, we, we take him out, and he is basically panting within three minutes. We're trying to, you know, keep it early 
and when the sun is going down, but it's still like 80, 85 when we do that. Yeah, it's it's 87 right now here and 35% humidity. Oof. And the air quality is moderate because it is so smoky. We had a fire down here too now that I think about it. I think that was on Thursday. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a few going down there and there's a few going up here. Yeah, it's been um it's been a nutty couple of days, that is for sure. That is for sure. But we're gonna try and talk about some stuff that's making us happy this week. And Taylor, I will let you go first, sir. Oh, oh, okay. Um well I will I will say this on um I guess early, early Sunday morning. So I'm talking like four in the morning, Sunday morning. Um, some of this moisture that is kind of drifting north from, I think it's a tropical depression off of Baja, mm-hmm. um, lit up some amazing thunderstorms. Yeah, man, I've seen some of those. Like this was, I don't know that I've ever seen like a series of thunderstorms in in my life in California. Like it was... It was over two hours worth of near constant thunder and lightning. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was loud enough and close enough that Amber and I actually got up at like oh, it was probably closer to five mm-hmm. because it actually had started raining too, which is extra weird. Um, and found the kids, you know, awake and going, "Oh my god, what is going on?" um and so yeah it was um it was very impressive it was one of those things where i was like okay i'm just gonna go get a quick shower in and i'm up now so we pulled up the blinds in the living room and just kind of sat there just watched just flashes and bolts i'd probably have like 12 minutes worth of video on my phone of just just holding it up to the window just capturing everything and anything wow very cool but unfortunately it did also Set off some local brush fires. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, halfway through yesterday morning, it was like, oh, I need to go out and throw some stuff in the trash. I'm like, oh, it smells like campfire out here. All righty. Yeah. But I was very entertained by Mother Nature, uh, despite the fact that it was still a blisteringly hot day. Oh, boy. Getting up in the morning and it's 75 and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh it's been it's been crazy. I'm trying to think of what has been making me happy this week. Yeah. What uh, has been making you happy, John? I did an interview with uh someone from New Japan Pro Wrestling, so that was oh, fun. Nice. Yeah. Um also um that hashtag the uh THS wrestling, the show I do mm-hmm. uh every Sunday. We have um a sponsor now. Wow. Our sponsor is uh, Death Wish Coffee, so that's kind of cool. Oh, I I know Death Wish Coffee. Excellent. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Very cool. Um, What else is is going on that's making me excited or making me happy this week? I can't think of anything, but Taylor, I said I I was probably going to include this, and let's just Mm -hmm. get this out of the way. Just for the flow, the flow for the last last couple of episodes. If you guys remember, I have been bringing up this list of unmade Doctor Who serials and films wiki article. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go through it. And today I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go on through this. And I did find some interesting stuff. But I think one of the things that's making me happy this week is we never got the eighth Doctor reboot. (laughs) Yeah. And let me tell you all why. Because I never read um, 
John uh, Leakley's Bible or what was in the Bible for the the Doctor Who reboot, but um, it it's not great. Um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, that's you know we try to be positive here, but uh, holy hell, not great. Not, no. Um, I mean, the pilot would have featured the half human Doctor looking for his father. Ulysses, and then do you, a, want to, hmm? do you want me to read it because it's yeah, go it's for it. Quite the mouthful. Uh, yeah, seeking his father Ulysses through various time periods, contemporary Gallifrey, where President Barusa dies and is merged with the TARDIS, and the Master becomes the leader of the Time Lords. Uh, England during the Blitz, ancient Egypt, Scarrow, where the Daleks are being created. Other proposed episodes in the Bible include the Pirates, in which the Doctor teamed up with Blackbeard and several remakes of stories from the classic series. And then they've got this whole list, and I'm like, I'm so glad these didn't happen. Now, if you look at it, it's got about 13 episodes. Yeah. So we, I think, didn't they say the, the season it was going to be a full 20 or something like that, or 18? Ooh, gosh, I feel like I remember I'm hearing that. trying to remember something like that. So the thing about it is... Um, Holy crap. Uh, they would have remade a bunch of, of stories. Include, uh, But the thing that gets me the most is um, they would have renamed the Cybermen the Sibs or Ugh. the Sibs. Uh, probably Sibs. Uh, um, but that, that just hurts. That's like, wh- what? Like, yeah, cool that's, 90s slang. So, it's exactly right. That is exactly right. That is a 90s thing through and through. And it's just like you see all the episodes there they would want to remake, and it's like they wanted to remake Earthshock, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Yeah, there's just like a lot of crazy th- the, the Yeti remake featuring the Dalai Lama. Although I yeah, and Sir Edmund Hillary. Although I have to say, probably the the winner for titles would be Don't Shoot on the Doctor, a more historically accurate remake of the Gunfighters, which. I have to wonder, would it have included the greatest the song ballad, ever? The greatest song ever. That's right. The Ballad of the Last Chance Saloon. It's so weird. And it's very weird. And a I, remake of the Sea Devils set on a Louisiana oil rig. Yeah. I don't. The Damon set in Salem, Massachusetts. Did he even that, watch the Damons? I don't. I don't know. But of all the, the synopses, well, one sentence synopses here, I'm like, okay, that. That could be interesting. I mean, yeah, they could, they, some of these could have been cool, but other ones, it's like, this doesn't make sense. And I no. almost wonder if whomever they brought it to was like, so you're just going to do remakes of a thing that people can see already? Well, it does say in the first paragraph here, the new series would have established a new continuity rather than following yeah. on from the classic series, which is a garbage idea to begin with. Yeah. Um, and it's unclear whether clearance could have been obtained for all the episodes detailed because obviously, yeah, that would have been a nightmare. BBC's IP, you know, but it's, it's a bonkers idea. I tell you what, I will include a link to this entire Wikipedia article. It's bonkers guys. It really, it would be fun to, to take a, take a pause and just go through this and talk about some of the bonkers stuff. Like the, the 1990 cartoon series is one thing that I'm looking at. And I was just like, <laughs> this is nuts. And they were going to make, what was the movie? 
Scratch Man. They were going to make Scratch Man into a yeah. movie, but then they were like, well, Star Wars was pretty good, and this isn't going to be Star Wars, so forget it. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I'm speaking very loosely. You know, I mean, let's be honest. We we could we could have friends on for episodes and be like, okay, you've got a you know here's 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 one line of 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 an of an episode from this Wikipedia article. Flesh it out into a into a a bigger story and pitch it. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Which admittedly might be a little bit like the Time Scoop podcast. Yeah, just a little bit, but I mean, a little more set parameters. Also, Walt Disney wanted to make a Doctor Who remake of Marco Polo uh, with the element of the Doctor and his companions removed, (laughs) which is so funny. It makes no sense. Yeah. As a straight historical adventure film with the element of Doctor and his companions removed. So I want to make this Doctor Who thing. But this whole doctor character, let's get rid of him. <laughs> so stupid. And and the people he travels with, let's let's get rid of them. Yeah. And let's just do let's this just historical. Follow story. Marco Polo. Like, you don't have to have any Doctor Who aspects. Go go make an animated thing about Marco Polo, Mister Disney. I know, right? What the heck? Probably have more songs and unrealistic expectations of uh, uh, relationships. <laughs> most most not all Disney cartoons tend to have mm. so yes uh in in, <laughs> in conclusion <laughs> i'm very happy we never got that eighth doctor reboot yeah because holy moly that would have been a whole thing although john if you do have that article open still the the very last line is quite fitting i feel like that should be shared with the people i closed it you may, oh. you may. <laughs> basically i think basically it was leaked all of Leakley's ideas were were unappreciated at amblin and everywhere else yes and in like september of 94 uh he was let go from the project yep <laughs> that so. pretty much says it all yep Wiser minds prevail. Yes. Uh, Well, I mean, but we still got, I mean, the TV movie's not great. Um, Who am I? (laughs) That needs to be on the soundboard. It does. We love you. We love you, Paul McGann. Absolutely, we We do. We love you so much. I won't lie. I was trying to pitch a Paul McGann story for our next episode, but. Yeah. I mean, I will get there. It's just um, after this 10-parter. Might need a bit of a... I mean, well, everything's going to be less than 10 parts. Yeah, true. Now that I think about it. But anyway, let's get to the Who news, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Christmas yes. is not too terribly far away, although it may still be Christmas over Zoom for most uh, most everyone. But one thing <laughs> we are getting from the nice folks at Big Finish is a Sixth Doctor and Seventh Doctor adventures as... Uh, their monthly adventure ranges. Um, the sixth doctor one, man, I'm really kind of interested in this one based on how kind of um, pompous six can be. Sometimes it's the plight of the Pimpernel. <laughs> and it will explore the blurring of myth and reality as the French aristocracy question, whether the Scarlet Pimpernel really is just a fictional character. Um, interesting. Yeah. That's, that's going to be interesting. Um, and uh, the other adventure is uh, Seventh Doctor and Ace uh, set on a literally chilling Christmas Eve endeavor 
as they search for the gray man of the mountain. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and they've got they've got deeper uh you know synopses of each story. Um in fact, I think uh the gray man of the mountain who is uh, uh, or which is written by Elizabeth Miles. Oh, um, who is uh, good friends with Paul Cornell? Uh, she's on the Verity podcast. Um, she's she's written some stuff for Big Finish before, all too much acclaim. So on this one, I'm excited about. Um, we do get some Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart in as well. Yeah. So yeah, I gotta love the Brig. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, for me, you can never go wrong with Seven Days. I'm. I'm always going to be interested in hearing those stories. Absolutely. So, yeah, very cool. Nice. Looking forward to those. Um, and, yes, not surprisingly, they are available to pre-order on the Big Finish website. Notes and links in the show notes. <clears throat> um, this next news story, you may not end up hearing this anywhere else only because I'm a gearhead and I read a website called Jalopnik. <laughs> um, now, if you've been to Gallifrey One and you are out on the uh, downstairs patio or maybe up by the food trucks, mm. you may have seen a very Star Wars-themed Nissan 350Z. Yes. Okay. Well, apparently, the owner of said Star Wars car... Um, is getting ready to retire that car and purchase a new one, um, which he is going to make into a Star Wars art car. Oh. And so obviously this headline kind of grabbed my eye, and I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm like, not everybody makes a Star Wars art car. I'm like, well, let me look at this yeah. uh, article. And sure enough, it is basically a request sent in by uh, Sean not Sean Lyon, um, because he is going to retire his 350Z, which has almost got 200,000 miles on it, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Um, and he's like, I'm trying to figure out what car to get next. And he's, he wants to basically solicit reader suggestions. Oh, wow. As to what he could get for about 25 grand and build into a the next Star Wars art car. So if... Gallifrey one 2021 happens um, in person, at least um, might be your last chance to see the 350 ZX wing or the 350 Z wing as it were wing. Yeah. In, in person, uh, because I've got a feeling by the time 2022 rolls, rolls around, we may have a different vehicle parked down there. I just thought it was hilarious. Very cool. Yeah that my gearheadedness and this uh, fixture at Gallifrey run happened to cross paths on here. So yeah, uh, the guys that cool. it Sean Crosby, obviously not Sean Lyon, right? Right. right. Different spelling of Sean too. So anyway, but yes, if, if you want to laugh, if you want to make a suggestion, check out the show notes <laughs> for that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, and honestly, I I have no idea what I'd suggest. I don't know either. I thought about it. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe one of those Subaru BRZs, the the Toyota 86 that they both make. Anyway, just a thought. <laughs> Lastly, big finish. We've got our weekly freebie. Yeah, this week it is a Torchwood title. Yes, it is. So race and go pick that up. It is um, part of the Aliens Among Us series 
um, which I imagine is probably the, the, the first part changes everything as it's called. Yes. Um, so if you need some John Barrowman in your ears, because really don't we all, yeah. Uh, go grab that for free. And the, uh, the collection from which that comes is currently on sale for $20 us down from 30. So if you want to pick that up, pick that up. Absolutely. Did they, do you know if they ever continued the storyline from the new Torchwood? Oh, the one where they did the collaboration stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember quite honestly. And I I don't know. I'd have to do a little bit of research to figure that out. I, that ended on a cliffhanger, which would have been very interesting. Um, A bummer. It didn't get, picked up i mean i know a lot of people didn't think it was great i had a good time with it mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't bad no okay here we go i can't believe it we are to uh the final four episodes of the war games with a yeah. z and an exclamation point <laughs> because if we've learned anything today um any everything in the 90s was cool that's right so this you know we're 90s did up here <laughs> Don't you think it's cool, guys? Don't you think kids will find this hip and cool? Ugh. Hello, fellow youth. I'm so glad we didn't get that. But we did <laughs> get the War Games this week, episodes 7 through 10, starring Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, Fraser Hines as Jamie, Wendy Padbury as Zoe, Edward Brayshaw as the War Chief, Philip uh, Madoc uh-huh. as the Warlord, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Bernard Horsfall as the first time. Lo- oh, really? It, not literally the first ever, but their names were literally first time lord, second time. Oh, lord. that's yeah. Well, so right. I, I'm like, well, that's what he's called. That's what I'm going to put. Terrence Dix, come on, give him a name. Uh, written by Terrence Dix and Malcolm Hulk, and directed by David Maloney. Uh, it first aired April 19th to June 21st, 1969, and it is the seventh and final story of season six and of Patrick Troughton's run as the Doctor. Indeed. And now we have some story notes brought yes, to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Yeah, and like I said, we had a lot of notes that pertained to the very end of this story, and so we have more sto- more story notes than we definitely had last week. Yes. Uh, for example, this is the longest Doctor Who story to survive the purging of the BBC's videotape archive and currently marks the earliest point in the series where first-time viewers can begin watching Doctor Who in chronological order without encountering any missing episodes. Well, um, I'm sure BBC patted themselves on the back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, the four faces proposed to the doctor for his change of appearance were drawn by the story's designer, Roger Chevely. Uh, the script of the episode confirms as the episode dialogue episodes dialogue indicates that five faces are proposed to him. The one deemed too young by the doctor is not shown. Mm. Obviously none of the faces resemble the actual third John, third doctor as John Pertwee was not cast in the role until production of the serial had concluded mm-hmm. uh, clips used in episode 10 uh, from the web of fear where the TARDIS is in space mm-hmm. fury from the deep where the TARDIS is landing in the sea uh, and the wheel in space um, because we needed to reuse a little bit of footage in places. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> 
Uh, interestingly enough, the final episode of this serial was the last episode to feature scrolling end credits until part four of the fifth Doctor story, Earthshock. Interesting. Yeah. You know, you know what? I And I, I was going to ask you, is that some of the only remaining fury from the deep footage? You know, it might be. I don't know how much uh, footage existed in terms of um, like the I forget what they call the like the recreations where it's like, here's a still footage and here's some audio. And, you know, here's 16 seconds worth of footage because that, you know, was found on the bottom of somebody's shoe (laughs) or or whatever, you know. So, yeah, not sure. That might be some of the the only remaining footage from that story. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Ironically, episode eight, uh, the least watched Doctor Who episode of all time up until 1989. Yikes. Sorry. Uh, seventh wow. Doctor was also arguably the most important episode in the show's history, as it was the one in which the Doctor is first described as being a fugitive from his people, the Time Lords. Yeah, wow, that's um, that's crazy. That is crazy because personally, I, I loved Episode Eight. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll get to it. Um, the scene where the Doctor argues with the Time Lords was filmed approximately three weeks after John Pertwee had been contracted to take over from Troughton. But the scene where the Doctor's exile sequence, right at the very end of episode 10, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the scene where the exile sequence begins was filmed several weeks earlier when the next actor to play the Doctor was still under negotiation. So obviously not filming the episode in a linear order. Right. Uh, but yeah. And that there caused that caused a lot of um, interesting things for theories. Oh, which yeah. we can, we'll get into. I guess we'll, we'll do that after every, every we talk about everything else. We'll talk about six right. B for a minute or two. <laughs> well, before we get into it, Taylor, you have a world famous synopsis for us. So take it away. All right, with the war games falling apart around them, the warlord arrives to try and sort everything out. However, the Doctor, Jamie, Zoe, the Resistance, and, well, even the War Chief have other ideas. Everyone is out to win, but when all that fails, the Doctor falls back on one final option. And what happens from there expands and changes Doctor Who lore forever. Yeah, Taylor, this is, this is the end for yes, it is. my favorite classic Doctor. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess overall feelings for me, I thought this was this was great. Uh, you could uh, feel just how big Troughton made having to call the Time Lords. Like, yes. oh man, I gotta call mom and dad. <laughs> They're not gonna be happy. Oh, yeah, just call them. They'll be f- no. It's not gonna be good, man. It's not gonna be good. And then the even the weight that everyone else puts on it with the uh, the war I think the war lord says you should have killed him because they'll treat him worse. Yeah, right. Which is just like ooh, just a very haunting line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, uh, I you know, I thought this was a great send off. Not you know obviously not a great way for a doctor to go out but he did manage to save a bunch of people and bring them back to their time yeah in the process and uh well and and i love i love that even though jamie and zoe had to leave they at least 
they didn't have their memories of the doctor completely wiped. Yes. Which, right. I mean, you get one adventure. Yeah. You get that's one. That's cool. I like that. Right. Spider-Man. Everybody gets one. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I mean, we can, we can go more in depth until into the final uh, episode in, in a little bit here, but I mean, the, the goodbye to Jamie really hit me. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Cause I love Jamie and, and Troughton. They're like, the, those those are my guys, and yeah, it was it it was an interesting send off to wa- to watch, and I mean we'll we'll get to the final episodes in a little bit here. But Taylor, overall feelings from you? Honestly, I rather loved uh, the back end, especially episodes nine and ten. Um, it, it just I know last week we were like I see what they're doing here, and it just it wasn't quite landing. You know, I think if this had been like a five or six episode story you know the whole thing would have been really really tight and punchy um but but the back half here um you know i feel like the pacing's really good i feel like there's some great action i feel like troughton uh is really just given an opportunity to shine yes um and like like you said we will talk more about that especially you know episode 10 um but yeah i had a i had a really good time with all four episodes and i i think i think it's safe to say as a whole, as insanely as ambitious as the War Games is, being a ten-part story, um, it is really good, and I'm really excited to have seen it now because oh, I, I'd never seen it before. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm right there with you. I'm overall this this uh, entire serial is is great as one big long story. The middle, you know, little pacing, but mm-hmm. that's that's fine. They were world building and. And I mean, one of the things that they were doing consistently, I thought, throughout episodes one through ten, are these cliffhangers, Taylor? Yes, I thought the they cliffhangers. Good, I thought are they so were good. Thought they were just killing it every cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, I don't have my notes from last week, but this week was was great cliffhangers as well. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the cliffhangers is the. Is the the uh, seemingly betrayal of the Doctor to his companions and the Resistance? Yes, yes. which is just like, oh, yeah, no that that was heavy, and I and you know, I mean, we know years and years and years on that. Okay, the Doctor's got to be playing them, but in the moment at the time, yeah, like that was high trauma, and like, <clears throat> um. The like the end of episode nine, where where the time lords are yes. arriving, and everything is moving in slow motion, and they're desperately trying to get the key in the lock of the TARDIS. That is an amazing cliffhanger. That's and I mean, if you you know, we we are well aware of of the time lords and and how they they do stuff. But can you just imagine the Doctor, who you don't really know, but you you kind of you kind of know that the War Chief is of the same people mm-hmm. and then you you keep hearing about he like you see the panic when the second doctor realizes i have to call them yeah. with my telekinesis box um <laughs> his his tarot cards that assemble themselves into a box yes which i mean could you imagine if they did that again in new who i would lose my mind oh dude that would be amazing i'm yeah, surprised they so haven't good. I, yeah, right. I feel like you know the opportunity to do that was was when, but uh, then Clara would have to have the knowledge of doing that. Yeah. I think that when uh, the when Matt Smith was dying, 
mm-hmm. and he gets all the lives back. I think that would have been the great opportunity to do that. That that would have been good. That would have been fun. But yeah, and I mean, and then you get this. We got to get to the TARDIS. Everything starts to go in slow motion, and you're like, oh no, these people are coming to get them. Mm-hmm. And that's the cliffhanger, and it's it's very frightening. Oh, it really is. It's um yeah. So I mean the 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 cliffhangers through and through, just good stuff. Love them. I mean, I think the whole subplot that basically sends us on our way is the the infighting mm-hmm. between the war chief and my favorite character, the security chief. Oh my god! Let's take a moment to recognize and respect the security chief and just how much he sounds like flipping Dalek. He does. He talks like one. He totally talks like one. Like I literally stopped in the middle of episode uh, seven and had to look the guy up on TARDIS Wikia and look and see if he at any point had ever voiced a Dalek because he would be perfect for it. He has not. He's been in other Doctor Who, yes. but he has not voiced a Dalek, and I am I'm honestly disappointed by that. Yeah, he's been in quite a quite a James Bree. Mm-hmm. He's been in quite a bunch of of different Who stuff. Yeah, uh, very. He was great. I he he made some choices, and I loved them. Yeah. Totally, I absolutely love them. But the just the infighting between them that as soon as the the warlord comes, which I mean, if the war chief is a time lord, shouldn't he have been the warlord anyway? You 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 would think, but it's so funny because you know we, we've got the war chief and his very master esque look. I mean, yes, it's hard not to make that comparison, and is his like hella rad, you know, sideburns. Yeah. Um, and then the warlord shows up and he is the most like mundane looking like like he's upper management. I mean, he's he's kind of plain looking. Yeah, he is. And you know what? I just kind of uh I saw this and I guess there is a theory or a question out there is is the is the war chief the master, which would be an interesting you know, the motives I feel are similar. Like I can see people making the argument for it, and 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 I I could half believe it. It would be very interesting. I think I have it. Oh my goodness! This is I'm still scrolling. There is a giant article of uh, on Tardis Wikia and very interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean that would be a fun theory, but I think we're too far removed. I mean, I think it'd still be cool for us to get that mm-hmm. reveal, mm-hmm. but. I think if they were going to reveal that, it would have been it would have hit a lot harder in maybe third Doctor era. Sure, because we get so much master. Yeah, and it would have just been like, oh my god, are you serious? That's mm-hmm. the same guy. He survived somehow from being dematerialized, which we'll get to. Yeah, holy right. moly! <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. Um, goodness. But, but let's be honest, let's be honest, that would even completely play into the whole master thing. It's like, oh, my God, the master's totally dead. And then, oh, he's back. He's back somehow. Yeah. But I mean, as soon as the warlord shows up and the warlord not um, not arriving with the barbarian, that is a joke for myself and for Mike Solko. <laughs> as soon as he shows up, we are just infighting like crazy. The yeah. war chief and the security chief. 
Uh, and the security chief is just like, I'm on to you. I know what you want. And also, again, the war chief, he's like, I want to rule the world. And I'm like, that sounds familiar. Right. I, I'm going to get in. Like, yeah. The galaxy. the galaxy. Yeah. I'm going to get in good with these guys who can help me rule the galaxy. And then I'm going to overthrow them. Hmm. Sounds very familiar. <laughs> it totally does. And. I love just that. That's when where the line, the the accumulation of the evidence is overwhelming comes from, <laughs> and the war the warlord goes children, and then they slow turn back to each other. It's very funny. It is. It's good. But they it's are not- just going at it through and through these episodes. They are <laughs> never truly on the same page, and I do love that. There's that whole scene where the security chief is with the. I guess one of his little minions and he's going through the tapes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. did the war chief not realize that everywhere is bugged and he's just talking freely? Clearly not. Yeah. It was just like very strange. And I, I did love stop fast forward. <laughs> it's just stop there. Yes. Try there. It's very funny. And I mean, it, it ends up where the, the security chief, uh, he gets, he's got dead. He's dead. Yep. He's murdered. And what a death scene from him. <laughs> he gets shot with the ray. The ray, uh, what is it? Like a gun ray? I don't know what it is. What, the rifles? The rifles, yes. Yeah. The, yes, the rifles, the hypnotic rifle, whatever the effect it is. <laughs> and he has such a good day like he falls over perfectly and then kind of he might have overshot falling over because he almost like lands on the back of his neck but he rolls with it oh yeah he kind of has like a little extra slump there yes oh that would looks like it hurts good for him that was great just an overall amazing (laughs) performance from the security chief hats hats off hats off definitely i i have to say that those uh, hypnotic light rifles, um, as I'm starting to call them now, yeah, man, uh, definitely. Um, when when like the squad shows up on Gallifrey, which obviously we don't know, it's on the home planet, yes. And those two guys, those like two technicians who are like checking over the Doctor's TARDIS, yes, come out and they get off to the first guy. Oh, like, the- <laughs> there's like this camera shot from up above, and he's having this like kind of like bug-eyed freak out yeah and i I totally i totally paused i got a screen cap and i'm like that's our cover art for the the gallifreyan mechanics as i called them the gallifreyan mechanics they they're working over the tar i guess they're just taking readings or whatever and they hear a tardis land because unlike every other person who has heard a tardis take off her land (laughs) in this serial they knew what it was yeah, well, leave it to the mechanics, right? I, honestly, when <laughs> in episode seven, where, oh, yeah, it's it's just like a TARDIS, huh? And the doctor goes, yeah, just like a TARDIS. And it's like, come on, put it together, Jamie. What's going on here? I know, I know, I know. But, I, uh, man, that, like, we talked about how great the death scene for the security chief was. These guys just. Yes. It was the complete opposite. <laughs> like, like you can tell that these actors probably really wish 
that they were being paid for speaking parts, but like, no, we can't afford it. Don't say anything. <laughs> just, you know, do hand motions. Like, like the first guy, you can almost see him start to say, yes, like his mouth starts to move and then he stops and he's just like hand motions, hand motions. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at this guy with crazy bug eyes. And, yeah. It's yeah. It's it, it was so good. I'm like, okay, nope that is going to be our picture for this episode. Yeah, absolutely. There is um, a very funny little interaction when I believe the doctor and Jamie are taken back to, is it 1917 with, mm. with Smythe? Yes. And he says, you've caused me a great deal of trouble. And the doctor goes, good. I'm very glad to hear it. Yes. Uh, I love I love Patrick Troughton. <laughs> oh my god! I, yes, 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 indeed. I I have watched more Troughton for doing this show than I ever have in my life, and I have such an appreciation for him. Oh, absolutely! I think the other thing, Taylor, that kind of just when I was sitting there watching that scene where Smythe puts his glasses back on, wouldn't this have been? Wouldn't we have just saved a lot of trouble if somebody had just smacked the glasses off his face? Yes. Wouldn't that just have saved just like a lot of trouble and maybe kept trouting yes. around for a little longer? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sometimes hindsight is oh better vision than you have at the moment. <laughs> yes, I think that's how that's the, how the saying goes. Yes, if I recall correctly, it's it's something close to that. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> so se- <laughs> episode seven and eight, good episodes. Eight, we get, I believe. Is that the episode where we get the war chief and the doctor kind of having their first kind of face off where they're talking about um, where they're ta- they're Oh, my goodness. They're not plotting yet, but he, that's no. basically like the first scene where he's like, hey, you and you and I are one in the same. We yes. must have known. Yeah, this this episode eight is where we get. Oh, Yes, the Time Lords are a thing. Oh, I ran away from home too. Um, you know, we know each other, and you know, the War Chief also had nabbed a TARDIS and got out of town. Yes, and that's when I believe he's like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not," because um, the Doctor, he's like, kind of like, "Oh, you stole a TARDIS," and he was like, he got a little defensive. He's like, "Oh no, I'm not insulting you." Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I mean, but episodes nine and ten are some great, great stuff. We yes. have, I believe, in is it in episode nine when we find out? I love these. Uh, the war chief, the warlord, and the security chief are just like, well, let's drop a neutron bomb. That was actually that was an eight. That was an eight where, where they where they first announced that. Yes. It was it was right after a scene where Jamie has to pretend to be like the 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 leader of the like resistance in the nineteen seventeen. Oh, which was great, and also <laughs> yeah, and I mean you know he's like oh yeah I'm Robert Robert I'm James Robert <laughs> McCriven, and he's dressed to the nines, but mm-hmm. Zoe is doing all of the talking because yes. he has no idea what he's talking about. Correct, and you know Zoe's saving the day once again. And, and Jamie's like, can I just punch something? <laughs> Please. Can I, pull, can I pull a knife on something? Can I pull a knife on someone? Let me do it. Yeah. And yeah, so episodes nine 
9 and 10, crazy stuff. 9 was full of fights. Yes, there were some great fights. And explosions, I believe, too. There was just crazy stuff going on. Uh, and that's when, I believe, a 9, when they bring the Resistance up to the ship to be re... I don't know. They're going to scram reformatted. Thank you. <laughs> In some hilarious scenes where the doctor's like, yes, you're under my control, right? Uh, uh, yes. And yes. of course, the only guy who doesn't get it is what is his name? Arturo. Art- Arturo v- Villar, I believe. Yeah, which I think would actually be VR if you're pronouncing it. VR? Because the double L is like a Y. Oh, yes. That is yeah. true. That like is... quesadilla. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I had one. I mean, of those and, 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 oh, my God. Like his character. Like at one point, I feel I feel like they're getting into a gunfight at this point, And he shouts, I told you, my gun's best. Yes. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I love that. Oh, my goodness. It's just crazy. I, I and I realize it is probably not a Spaniard. Oh no, probably not a, a, an actor of Mexican descent playing that role as it should be. But it just it's just over the top enough where I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to run with it. Yeah. So the end of episode, well, towards the end of episode nine, this is kind of where we, we've stopped the war games and yes, the. That- the war chief is dead. The war chief is no. The war chief is he's alive still. The security chief is dead. No, the, but but we the war chief does die in episode nine. I thought he dies it, in ten. Doesn't he die I, in ten? Did I, did I did I write down the wrong name? Maybe it was the security chief. Oh God! I, I anyway, thought he died in ten. Let's, let's just run with it for now. Fair. Let's just let's just say you're right. I'm. I mean, I I don't have to be right. I understand that, but while you keep talking, I'm going to double check. Okay, perfect. So, and this is kind of where we find out that the they only have two Tardises left, or um, oh no, what is it called the the rat side rat side rat, or we have a side rat and a Tardis, and we don't have enough juice to bring everybody back home. And the doctor realizes this before the the war chief does. And he goes, well, I I know what we have to do. And the war chief's like, no, man, don't do that. You know what's going to happen. We've broke very many laws. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, whatever. That's what we got to do. Uh, war chief tries to get away. I believe the warlord has gotten away at this point. Or is the warlord the is the warlord the one who gets dematerialized? No, no, it's not. It, so when does the war chief die? I'm working on it. <laughs> why can't I? Why can I not remember this? Because it's 2020. The warlord. Okay. So the warlord. Oh, you're right. The warlord or the war chief does die in episode nine. He's killed by the warlord and um, the Devo rejects. Okay. Yes. With the rifles. Is- it is the war chief who's like, no, 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 doctor, you can't contact the Time Lords, dude. We'd be so screwed. Yeah, don't do it. And that's when he runs into the warlord and they murder him, mm-hmm. which um, apparently is a better death than what he would have received. From- oh, yes. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yes, because here it is. I'm looking at it. Yeah, the, the warlord has the war chief killed. Okay, yes. There we go. And the, and the Time Lords capture the warlord. 
That's what Correct. happens. So who looks a little Steve Jobsy at times? I kind of he does. He was Just also very, bit. very well cast. I really yes. enjoyed enjoyed him and him just kind of being like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this place and gonna rule the whole thing. Yep. And so then we get into, you know, the, the cliffhanger of episode nine, which is here come the Time Lords, and then we get to a completely bonkers episode ten. Oh my gosh, yes. Which I mean has a lot of world building as well as nine because Jamie and Zoe they don't get it. They don't understand, like, why are he... And he even says, like, this is goodbye. In episode nine, he goes, this is it, guys. I gotta go. Yeah, because he's gonna leave them behind. Yes, so the, the Time Lords can just return them, and he can just do... He can take whatever he has to. I, I almost wonder if he didn't try to escape again, if the sentence would have been different. Oh, no, no, that's a good question. Because, I mean, we'll get to it, never mind. So, we're in the TARDIS... <laughs> This is where we, I think we first find out that the doctor was bored and that's yes. why he left. And he yes. says, you know, Time Lords, my people have all of this power and they don't do anything with it. And I was bored and I wanted to go help people and I'm not supposed to do that, but I did yeah. it. Yep. Because they got a policy of non-interference. Yeah. They, they are much like the Watchers from Marvel Comics. Fair. No interference. Anyway. I do love, we need to talk about how the Time Lords are like, well, the doctor's trying to get away. Let's dump him in the ocean and send a shark <laughs> after him. Yes. Oh, my God. The stock footage they used was great. It was so weird. I was like, it was. this is, you guys can bend time and space and you just sent a shark after him? And then alligators, too. And I'm like, yes. what is the point? Did they shrink the TARDIS? Is the alligator going to eat the TARDIS? <laughs> It was just, like, very strange. I mean, what they should have done is just made everybody super old or super young. They should have just started messing with their psyches completely. Well, yes, but think of how much money it takes and time it takes to do those special effects That's to true. age them as opposed to, hey, we've got this stock footage of an alligator. Uh, I couldn't find the elephant you wanted. Is an alligator cool? Can we run it? Yeah, let's use the alligators. I, I just imagine some intern going to the stock room footage and and being like now before you suggest the sharks again do you have any of this and the guy just be like nope and just all we got is sharks and alligators (laughs) fine fine so they're brought they're being brought to gallifrey but it is not called that at this point right actually when is it called gallifrey not for Uh, a not until the Time Warrior, which we reviewed yeah. uh, a few months back. Yeah, not for a little while. They're like, eh, it's a planet. Yeah. It's it, They say the home planet so many times. Yes. That I'm like, look, guys, thesaurus. Find a thesaurus, please. <laughs> Even if you just say the home world, mix Goodness. that up a little bit, I'm cool. So we are on Gallifrey. We've got the first look at the um, at the at the at the at the time lords and their mm-hmm. garb which is yeah it's fine i like it yeah we don't have the crazy high collars just yet but that's all right no we're just chilling we're trying to figure it out it's all good and we <laughs> the the warlord is on trial he's not saying anything and they're like look man you got to say stuff and, and then they like, i don't want to talk to you yeah and then he uh he is forced to say things but then the uh, devo comes in yes oh my gosh they just i i 
I was surprised by this. I was too. I was like, like oh I man. I did not expect this. I didn't either. Um, just like I didn't expect like the the uh, the rebels to literally toss a grenade into a side rat a few stories earlier. I was yeah. like, whoa, okay. That was crazy. That's some carnage. <laughs> and um, but yes, they come charging in. Yeah, and they try to, you know, bring the warlord back, but our time lords are like, no. Oh, and he he kidnaps Team Tardis too. And they get yeah. captured in a force field, and then they are um, dematerialized, and also their world is punished. Yes. And there's a force field put around them. That's a hardcore punishment for that, sure. That totally is. And then, you know, it's the doctor's turn to be on trial, and he kind of goes through his greatest hits. I really liked this. I thought this mm-hmm. was this was very well done. We got our, we got our quirks. The Quarks, yeah. The yes. Quarks, the Yeti, the Ice yep. Warriors, the Cybermen, and the Daleks, which it seems weird that, well, I guess we haven't, we're not there yet, that the Time Lords would have heard of the Daleks. Anywho. True. Yeah. They go, all right, we got we to gotta comb through this here. We'll let you know. And, I, you know, I did look. The end, the end result of this is the second Doctor being forced to regenerate and being exiled to earth and also having the the ways of the TARDIS removed from his brain. Yeah. Which is very harsh. But I will say, for the most part, like Jamie and Zoe are like, we want to see him. We want to say goodbye. And that guy's like, all right, sure. Yeah. And then put this force field down. All right, sure. Like, he's very <laughs> just like, fine. Like, uh, And I mean... They try to escape again, which I was like, just stay I, there. What are we doing? Yeah, I kind of love that they tried one more time to escape. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is, that's just, that's them. We that's do, what they would do. We do get um, this, this scene where they are, and I've put it in my set design notes, where they, they're kind of like walking through this smoky room with these. Um, oh yeah, this kind of like Mario side level. Yeah, with this yeah. with these striped papers hanging down. Is this supposed to be the cloister room? I honestly have no idea. Like I, I feel like <clears throat> where everything was kind of laid out in episode ten on Gallifrey, mm-hmm. like they weren't all that far from where the TARDIS was. Right between that and like the. I don't know, I guess courtroom mm-hmm. and then like where they were being held. So here's this whole extra room. I'm like, where did this even come from? Yeah. Like, did you guys just happen to walk out the wrong door? And now you're taking like the long hallway around because maybe that's what you're doing. I'm trying to see if they, if they, uh, if they name it somewhere in TARDIS Wikia. I, I didn't hear a name. No, when it's I was not. watching the episode today, but yeah, it's not, it's not referenced anywhere. As to what mm. it could be, but I could see it being like the cloister room or something that we we see a little later on. But um, time lords get them again, and the doctor says, "It's this is it, guys." Yeah, <laughs> like we tried. Goodbye. Stay out of trouble. Um, Jamie and Zoe leave, and I I mean. They do get their memories wiped for the most part, besides the first adventure, which is fine, I think, because, yeah. I mean, e- even that they didn't really need to do. So the Time Lords, you know, I guess I'll give them the benefit of the doubt here. 
Because, I mean, he did try to escape again. <laughs> yeah. For, like, the fourth time. But yeah, can't blame a guy for trying. I do love that yeah. he also gets to see see them off on the video screen. Mm-hmm. I thought that yes. was fun. Especially Jamie I, I, getting shot at. Thank you. And then Jamie, like, charging the dude, ready to kill him. And the doctor just chuckles. And is like, oh, Jamie, he'll be fine. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine. He's, he's, going, to kill somebody. he's going on a murdering rampage. It's fine. <laughs> And then we get his his exile, which is basically what I said before. We're exiling you to Earth. You're not going to remember how to uh, work the TARDIS, and you're going to be forced into regeneration, and he doesn't like any of the faces. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty – and we I guess we should talk about the regeneration scene because if if that's what it is – and I mean, that's what it is. I'm not yes. like season six B yes. to me is I get it and I get that where it came from, but I'm good off that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we'll talk about season six B in a minute here, but I love the kind of kaleidoscopy thing we've got going on. But what I really yeah. love about the entire thing is when they make his face disappear. And it's just like this headless body kind of falling through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thoroughly, like when he kind of goes to feel his face and his his it kind of fades away, his entire head. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I loved that. I thought that was such a cool effect. And, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much that's what happens. And next thing you know, Dorothy lands in Oz and it's all color and... I know, right? It's all color. (laughs) Come on with this. So, I mean, I loved this. I thought it was great. We mentioned season 6B, um, which is interesting, but I guess where it came from is there was a a comic book or a TV (laughs) comic where from the first to the second doctor they were they were licensed doctor who comics they were like little tv strips and from first to second it was like a week so they didn't have to like change anything besides you know oh we got a new doctor that's so fine gotcha so from the second to third doctor there was a 6 month break and they instead of you know changing him they went um we're just going to continue with this second doctor story where he is oh. a celebrity on earth. <laughs> what? Because he says I'm I people will know me. Like oh, people oh. know who I am. So mm-hmm. he basically um it's and they said these are post war game stories. So he is awaiting his time lord imposed regeneration and he lives quote the high life as a celebrity based in London's swanky Carlton Grange Hotel. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he travels to Earth. He gets calls on the switchboard. You know, he helps unit. And then one day around before the Spearhead in Space aired, he is... (laughs) This is so ridiculous. He's a celebrity panelist on Explain My Mystery... Um, and he's unable to figure out who the mystery caller is over the phone. He goes to the English countryside, and that's where the Time Lords capture him, force him to regenerate, 
Um, they send the TARDIS kind of like, you know, come back here in 10 minutes or some nonsense like that. Right. And that's when he falls out of the TARDIS. Oh, jeez. So, and it's funny. These comic strips, however, were soon forgotten in an internetless age. It wasn't easily possible for fans to possess, uh, to get the comic strips. Um, and yeah, so there you go. There is a picture. There's only one licensed picture of the actual regeneration. Wow. And it is a comic book form. <laughs> so then that's where the fans started to, you know, dig up all this stuff. Friend of the show, Paul Cornell. Right. Uh, had a lot to do with this. Um, there is a whole lot of stuff going on. I mean, the main question is the third doctor begins spearhead in space with several items that the second doctor didn't have mm-hmm. a ring, a bracelet and the TARDIS homing watch. So there, you know, there's there's some stuff there, but um, and it's even in the BBC episode guide. Wow. It's, really? it's there, but it says I think it says it's been archived as it this this page has been archived and is no longer updated. Oh, I a lot of their older pages of like story synopses and and you know here's all this doctor's episodes say that I've seen that before. So I mean, it's there if you want to read up on the official BBC website about season six B. It's in there, so it's it, I think it is generally known as Fanon mm-hmm. because it hasn't been you know uh, officially brought into a story been like hey remember those adventures you had that we never saw and that's kind of where um zero doctor comes in exactly because that was another theory was um that zero doctor was that was the six beast doctor right so it's very interesting i don't know if i necessarily you know if i buy it but it's interesting. It's just, you know, it's always fun when we have cool things like this in fandom. That's true. Yeah. That's for sure. Okay. We got some business to take care of. And we all we know do. what that means. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's Okay. So we're going to do two Duggan scales. We're going to do the ones for seven through ten. Yeah. And then we're going to overall Duggan scale it. So I think seven through 10, we had some good fights. We had, I mean, the battle in episode nine is epic. Mm -hmm. Very cool. We had a lot of explosions. We had people throwing grenades into into, uh, side rats and into crowds of people. There was a bunch of stuff. Oh, and I think one thing that I also need to mention before I give my Duggan scale for these episodes is the we're blowing all the stuff up music was great. Like the triumphant, like we've taken over this region. We've taken over this region. And it's just it's just Zoe going, I love violence. Um, She doesn't say that. But, you know, you could imply it because she was having a good time. Um (laughs) But yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought that also made all of those scenes even better. So for me, I will give seven through ten. I'm gonna give it a eight and a half. Yeah, that's that's kind of right in line with what I was thinking. I, I think we are on the same page for once. I was totally thinking eight and a half. There you go. 
the action is great. It kept my interest. It was delightfully over the top when it needed to be. Um, and everybody really kind of, for lack of a better term, threw themselves into it. Absolutely. And overall, Duggan scale, one through 10 episodes and a one through 10 scale. I'm going to go with a nine and a half here. I feel like we got a lot of battles in the beginning. We got a lot of explosions. I mean, every title sequence was filled with explosions and gun noises. (laughs) And complete disregard for war veterans and PTSD. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) But I think overall, nine point. 9.5, 9.5, I think, is where I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna end up here. A near perfect Duggan scale rating. Yeah, I, I you know this this really was excellent. I'm pretty close. I'm kind of right at a nine, um, probably nine and a quarter. There you go. Um, it, it like I said, the the middle ones, the middle episodes, still kind of fell a little flat. You know, some of those punches missed. Oh goodness, yeah. But literally from start to finish, like it was so excellent that it's 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 hard to be like well i I guess i have to ding it somewhere yeah but yeah so good there we go great story high on the duggan scale and i actually did forget one thing taylor did we have any last words i did forgot before i hit the button i got excited oh no that's okay i don't blame you for being excited um gee i don't know that i do you know i will say the sets were still amazing and i loved that that, like map table yes that they had that map table was really neat really loved that i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i that i really enjoyed i think we yeah i think we hit everything yeah we hit everything all right we got we got one more one more button to hit gathering close it's time for behind the <laughs> All right, what are we thinking here? You know, again, the story isn't scary. Um, the violence that is that is in it isn't bloody nor gory, right? Um, you know, these last four episodes they were really well paced. Um, I think if the kids could kind of like deal with it being black and white i think they could kind of get into this last segment i think again especially episodes nine and ten yes um, just because there is so much going on um but looking at i'm trying to again look at look at all 10 episodes as a whole it's trying to get through 10 episodes yeah, it's a lot it, it's it's a whole lot i mean it's what f- four hours worth of one doctor who story basically yeah basically um so if it's one of those things where someday they become absolute Whovians like I am and they really, they're like, dad, what would be a great <laughs> story to watch that we haven't seen yet? I'd be like, you know what? You probably should check the story out. Oh yeah. Right now. Not the right time. No, I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, 10 episodes of anything is a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, but we loved it. It was great. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we, uh, th- this was our 200, our supersized anniversary edition of Podcastica celebrating 200 episodes. Yeah, and, I did. it was a great choice. Yeah, it was, uh, I remember when I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the only choice we could do to make <laughs> it big. 
and make it feel big. So we, you know, we're we're rolling along here. Episodes, we're we're you know we're in the two hundreds now. And Taylor, what are we doing for two o three? For two o three, it is my pick, and I had wanted to do Stranded. Yes, Doctor. Um, Big big uh, big finish adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm I'm excited to listen to it. It's very oh, you know what? We keep talking about it. Let's just do it. And then you were like, "How long is it all together?" And I was like, "It's this long." And you're like, mm, "I'm like, <laughs> yeah, good point." Um, so I decided, you know what? Since we are transitioning from two to three, let's do a third Doctor story. We are going to do the Claws of Axos. The Claws of Axos. I like that name. Yeah. It stars John Pertwee as the Doctor, Katie Manning as Joe Grant, and Nick Courtney as the Brig. It's written by Bob Baker and Dave Martin, and it's directed by Michael Ferguson. All right, so that's what we'll be doing next week. We hope you guys enjoyed this three-parter for the yeah. War Games. Um, and make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Make sure to rate and review us as well. And if you like SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG. Head on over to NOTLG.spreadshirt.com or patreon.com slash NOTLG. But as, as the song goes, <laughs> if you have a friend who is an independent artist and they are still not working, support them any way you can, whether that be with your hard-earned money or with a retweet or, you know, just shouting it out your window. Yep. I'm not sure how well that will go over, but try it. Tell them I told you to do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that has been it for episode 202. Join us again for 203, The Claws of Axos. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. That's what I didn't do. More power. I didn't switch the board. Mm. There. There we go. Okay.